Hey there, super friends. It's your host, Kev, of Everything is Awesome. And uh, just cutting into the beginning of this show, because this episode was supposed to air Friday, because we were going to do two episodes a week. And I, you know what? It all works into my uh, favor, because this, consider this, on Everything is Awesome, the Week of Steel with an extra E for entertainment, I believe is the saying. That's right. Uh, we're going to have three episodes this week, and they all have to do with the Steel Empire. That's right. Uh, we have uh, today, you're going to be hearing my interview with the DM for a quest for magic and steel, an extra E for entertainment. Um, we're going to be chatting uh, today just about... Um, you know, the DM process and tabletop gaming and nerd them a little bit and just, you know, some old-fashioned DM talk and D&D &D talk and stuff. Uh, something that we haven't done in quite a while because we haven't had, like, a, a first-time guest that was a DM uh, in quite some time. And then later this week, also from A Quest for Magic and Steel, the extra E for entertainment, uh, is the host of the podcast, A Quest for Magic and Steel. That's right, there's a DM and a host. Um, th their dynamic is a little bit different, which I love. Uh, and he is on Wednesday and Friday this week for parts one and part two of our conversation. Uh, it's going to be a good week, people. And guess what? It doesn't end there. We're going to have our first annual special for Everything is Awesome. That's right. Um, I don't know how, I, I don't foresee doing a lot of different kinds of specials, um, but on uh, the 11th, which I believe is a Thursday, uh, we are going to be doing a Robin Williams special, um, and uh, without getting too deep into this, uh, I'll explain more when we air it, but uh, his passing affected me greatly. Um, when, when he uh, died and, and took his own life a few years ago. So um, so I've always kind of wanted to do like a, a podcast about it, and, and I figured why not make it an annual special uh, and whatnot. So um, check that out on Thursday. Uh, the rest of the episodes this week are all part of our Week of Steel. That's right, and it's all to celebrate the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Make sure... You check out phillypodfest.com for more details on that. And make sure if you're in the area of Philadelphia, you go to Tattooed Moms on August 21st at 2 p.m. So you can see this guy doing the show live. And we're going to have, I don't have all my official announcements ready for you, but it's going to be a late night type show in the afternoon. We're going to have Mike D'Angelo from Telus fame uh, as my right-hand man, my Ed McMahon, if you will, if you want to go, I guess, to a current generation, uh, my Andy Richter, my Steve Higgins. Uh, he's going to be my right-hand man for the show. And of course, we're going to have a stand-up comedian at the end of the show. And that man who's going to bring the funny besides myself, of course, is going to be the one, the only, Garrett Smith, first-time guest of this show, longtime friend of mine, and uh, a stand-up comedian in the Philadelphia area. So, uh, it, we're looking good, and I'm hoping on Wednesday to have our official guest uh, announcement for our, our, our last guest that we're booking. Uh, all right, uh, without me babbling on anymore, on to the show uh, as we begin... The Week of Steel. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Is Your... Uh, okay, wow, I already screwed up. <clears throat> That's the first time I think I screwed up my intro. <laughs> <clears throat> Take two. 
Edition of Everything is Awesome. I'm your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. This week's guest, uh, this is that this episode, episode 26. Uh, last week we celebrated with uh, episode 25 because that's a milestone. But 26 is also kind of a big milestone when it comes to podcasts because if you're a weekly podcast, that's the six month anniversary, uh, halfway to 52, which is the big one year show. Uh, and this one is also kind of uh, and I'm spoiling it because this is going to air before the uh, the other episode. But it is the first uh, quote unquote family reunion that we have on the show. Uh, it's the first time that we have someone that's been related to someone else that's been on the show before. Uh, and we'll get into that in just a bit. Uh, th- she's a storyteller, which I, I mean, I guess we'll find out more from her what she classifies as herself because we had a brief conversation about um, her podcast and uh, her role in it. Uh, but I would say storyteller um, and uh, voice uh, actress with many voices. Um, welcome to the show. I didn't confirm this. I'm going to assume I'm right. Amara Steele. Amara. Uh, and oh. Steele is just our kind of um, like fake, fake logo, name. fake name. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can go by Amara Steele. That's fine. Yeah. yeah no, that's, I, I mean, we, that's how I introduced your dad, which yeah. uh, so we're doing this. If uh, uh I guess in the world of uh, geekdom, like like we are, I guess both in. If you're a D and D fan, um, this would be a prequel episode uh, because next week is when we're going to actually air uh, your dad's uh, two part episode. Okay. Um, so we're doing things a little out of order, but that's because I figure we're, I'm going to try to keep this one to an hour because this. So for the month of August, uh, because we're leading into the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. Um, we're doing two episodes a week for this month. Uh, so this is our second episode for week one of August, uh, last week, as everyone knows, and this is going to make much more sense to, uh, nobody. It doesn't even make sense to me because I haven't recorded it yet, but, uh, last week's guest was Batman. That was awesome. Uh, so I'm sure it was awesome. I'm going to assume it was awesome. Uh, and, um, but yeah, so you are the DM. It's see your you uh your podcast, uh, A Quest for Magic and Steel, is such a weird dynamic as far as like a and D tabletop RPG podcast goes. Everything I'm in my experience has been with those type of shows, the DM's also the host. But the way it it runs, at least the way I hear it, is you're the DM, but your dad is kind of like the front man, the host of the actual podcast portion. Yeah, pretty much. He's just has a lot more experience with um, recording himself and just uh, talking in general. He has like he's been a DJ for a bunch of things and everything like that. So he just has the voice of a host. So it's a little easier for him to kind of do it. I, there's a couple um, episodes that I have kind of chimed in. Um, but I feel more comfortable with him doing it. So that's just how it was. Um, it just kind of set up like that. I have more experience in D and D than he does though. So. Yeah. Well, no, and that's the, that's the other cool dynamic of, of the show is that, and, and, and without, I guess, I mean, we may spoil stuff. I don't really, I, I got really drunk during that interview. Um, and so I, I forget like the latter half of it, but <laughs> 
what I do remember is like at some point during the interview it was like I I said it like I it was revealed that you were all family playing and that's when like your show became so much more. <laughs> so so I, I guess I'm spoiling that factoid, but I'm not spoiling my reaction because my reaction was off the charts when when like like <laughs> when that was uh, revealed during your dad's interview. That's awesome. Um, it, it it really did. It really kind of changed how I viewed that show. Um, not, not that I viewed it any negatively before. It was just like, all right, well, this is a show that I'll listen to. Uh, and instantly knowing that little fact for whatever reason, it turned it into a show. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to within 48 hours of it releasing because it just made it more enjoyable. I don't know why. Uh, I just think it's, I I guess, adorable for lack of a better (laughs) word. I'm pretty sure in one of the, um, beginning episodes that we started, we actually had said that we are all family. Uh, well, not all of us, but most of us in general, like my dad is in it, um, myself, and I have four younger siblings, but only two of them other than myself are in it. It's my younger brother and my younger sister. And then I had my boyfriend kind of join along as well, because I know he, him and I are um, better at D&D than my family. Like we've always played, well, I mean, we only started maybe a couple years ago, but we have more experience than my family mm. does. So we kind of brought it into that. And then later on in the episodes, we actually had my other friend join because she's really good um, at just like making characters. And she's actually DM'd um, before I did. This is actually my first time DMing a campaign with this podcast. So, so let's. Uh... This is a a better conversation uh, with you than with your dad about D&D. We can go into, you know, you have years of history versus, uh, you know, your dad who's just, I assume, just started playing with the podcast, right? If I remember correctly. Uh, Well, I actually started out with a um, just kind of there was a basic like introduction D&D campaign box that I had brought home and I um, kind of. DM that a little bit for them. So he had a little bit of taste uh, okay. Okay. Uh, with that. Uh, but I mean, the podcast, he had a little bit of idea already. So it wasn't too bad. <laughs> so what, where's, where's your origin story for, for tabletop RPG? How, like you said, you've been playing for a couple of years. Like what uh, brought you into that world? Well, I was never uh, too much into tabletop gaming um, in high school. I would mostly just play video games, so I wasn't um, used to playing board games or anything like that, but basic Monopoly and everything with my family. Um, But my friend actually went to college up in North um, New York, and he met a bunch of friends there, and they actually played D&D. So when he came back for the summer after his first semester, he actually got me and my boyfriend to uh, start a campaign with him because uh, his one friend that he uh, is really close to still actually DM'd for him a lot. And uh, my friend, he's a really great storyteller, so he does a, an amazing job as a DM. So he brought us into this and... I, we kind of like set off from there. Once we started playing D&D, we kind of continued over the years and we've kind of made a pact where we're not ever going to stop. It's just so much fun. And we've done like little um, other tabletop games here and there uh, that we play every once in a while, like uh, basic board games. We have a couple friends that we hang out with. So it's a lot of fun. Have, have Now, so you, um, you start, I guess like for our, well, I mean, I'm probably in a different generation than you, but... 
for for a lack of a better term, our generation, uh, like for me, I started off with video games as well. Were you like RPG video games, like like the Final Fantasy stuff, or were you what, what kind of video games did you start off like playing? Um, I I don't really remember exactly where I started. I know my dad and my mom always liked to play uh, kind of like the Mario kind of games, and my dad was a really um, big pc gamer so he Mm. played a lot of uh like call of duty games and everything like that so i'd always watch him play those and then i started i guess playing um probably on playstation 2 i actually bought my own when i was i don't know probably like seven or eight maybe and uh i started playing uh those kind of games on there just kind of one player story mode uh and definitely Final Fantasy was one of the games that I first started with. Uh, so it was definitely it. So what is your Final Fantasy? Uh, well, I first started out with Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And okay. I actually played that a lot with my cousin. Uh, we always hung out together when we were younger. So we were almost inseparable. But he played a lot of the video games that I would like kind of watch. But I would take control um, every once in a while just to kind of... Uh, see uh, how how it went and everything, and um, yeah, that's pretty pretty much where it started. I didn't play much of Final Fantasy X, which is a shame. <laughs> I did play that a little bit because my boyfriend was more into that when I started dating him than I was. Mm. So I uh, actually borrowed the game from him and started playing it more. My mom didn't really like the uh, art of the game <laughs> so i wasn't really allowed to have them uh, that, see that's true because for me what by the time final fantasy 7 and all those later versions hit i mean i was probably 16 or something I, I was old enough to buy my own versions of final fantasy uh and my parents really didn't, i mean they were of a generation of atari so they didn't really care yeah uh, so, so you, so it sounds like, I guess, Final Fantasy seven had, did you ever go back and play the past Final Fantasies or no? I have played, I played Crisis Core. I kind of dabbled a little bit. Um, I've just kind of seen little things here and there, the before Final Fantasies, but I've never really fully out played any okay, of them. Yeah. So, so, so this is the, this is the, the good generation burial barrier I'm, I'm familiar with my, uh, one of my best friends, his um, his younger brother. The what diff- like the way we know we're from different generations is uh, every like whenever Final Fantasy VII came out, that's the games that you guys started playing. For us, it was Final Fantasy. I guess in the states, it was called three, but it's Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Uh, with um, with Kefka as the main villain, uh, and to to us, to my generation, that's the best Final Fantasy story because because <laughs> I've literally been playing Final Fantasy. I mean, I, I think I was probably too young to actually play Final Fantasy one when it first came out, but there was by the time I was old enough to play games like and and have like a memory of them, regular Nintendo was still a thing, and Super Nintendo was not out, so I was playing Final Fantasy probably like in its second generation of releases. Okay. Uh, so I've been like, uh, and that's like one of my, it's my favorite series of video games. Um, I think even though they all tend to have crappy endings, uh, and it's something that like, for whatever reason, once I got past six and started on seven, I never finished a Final Fantasy because they're, they're, they're all, I, even seven, I don't mind. I think it's good, but yeah. I don't think it's as good as six. 
And there's always a point in seven, like on disc three, that I was like, you know what? I want to start over because <laughs> I, don't, I don't like what happened. And it was every single time. Oh, okay. So so I've started in uh, my adult life. I think I'm on Final Fantasy V uh, Advanced um, that was re-released on the Game Boy. Uh, I like my like one of the bucket list items as as an adult uh, uh, with kids, a grown man with kids, is to play all the Final Fantasy games from start to finish. <laughs> I'm on five of I don't I think there's thirteen. Now. Oh 13 yeah, there's a lot, and thirteen has like four different gameplays of it, so it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I heard like the uh, the only one I remember talking about was I guess it's the one that's very linear and it's very I quote unquote I guess boring. It's like one of the most boring Final Fantasies, uh, where you just like you can't go backwards until you get like to a little section of open world and then it goes back to linear after you decide to leave that open world section. From what I heard, I don't really know because again. I'm on five. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of the newer Final Fantasy games I just love because of the animation and everything. And I, I just love the pictures of it and uh, some of the characters in it. But, yeah, some of the, I guess I never finished 13. I started their first game and then my boyfriend bought me the second game. But I never got to finish the first one. I kind of just stopped. I think it was boring. I never really uh, thought about it, though. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I Final Fantasy has that rap though for like having like bad endings. Like it's really good, and then like the last like at least up until six. I, again, I haven't finished anything after six, but every game before that, like Final Fantasy two in the states, which is really four, was like that. I really like that was a game where kind of like you mentioned earlier, where like me and my friends would sit around playing it, but like my friends would play it. I would have the instruction manual because back in the day, manuals were actually like pretty thick. Yeah. And like had like a mini strategy guide in the back of it. And like I would sit there and like kind of like read that. So I'm, oh, you have to go here. You have to go there or whatever. Like help guide them. Yeah. And uh, and that's when like when Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 came out, they introduced like multiplayer as far as battle system was concerned. Mm-hmm. So you could have two people playing the characters in your party it was which was sounds stupid now but like back then blew your mind uh wow you're the first guest that made me feel old so thank you (laughs) i'm so sorry well i'm only 22 so i haven't really so we have a decade between us yeah that's what it is (laughs) uh all right so so that led to dnd which is for me a very similar story i mean that's uh i think and probably is a similar story for most of uh, like the the late late Gen Xers slash millennials, and then of course millennials, because D and D and tabletop in general has had a resurgence resurgence in like the last five years. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you toiled with uh, any other game systems besides D and D? like the tabletop kind of games, like for RPG. Uh, so like, there's so I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with no based off that. that response well, i i have gone uh i started out with pathfinder well no actually i started out with 3.5 um and i mean it's kind of similar to pathfinder and fifth edition but i mean those were pretty much uh the stuff that i played around with there was another um type of game i nemesis i want to say nah, yeah i'm not that <sighs> one i'm not that one doesn't sound familiar um, yeah, I, I recently for, through podcasting, like 
before I'd say I think February was when I was on this show, um, Party of One podcast, um, who they were originally supposed to be on before you at the Philadelphia Pod Fest, but he's he moved back to Friday night. He's actually opening the fest Friday night at the uh, comic book store. But um, his podcast is like a, it's a two player RPG, and he take they uh, like they make a ton of tabletop games that are just for two players, um, and then there's some that, that aren't, and he modifies them. But when I was a guest on his podcast, like I had to find a tabletop game, and I was like, well, I guess they make something else besides Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so like literally five months ago, I I the only thing I knew was D and D and Pathfinder, and then then obviously the different versions of D and D, but um. Going into like the podcasting world of tabletop, there's like so many, and one of the most fascinating ones that um, I, I think a, a DM, and it, I guess it depends on the type of DM you are, but if you're really into the storytelling aspect versus um, like combat and roles, uh, Dungeon World relies heavily, like they don't, they favor storytelling over uh, over the like rolling and stuff. In their system, it's actually a really fascinating system that I, I've read up and studied on. I haven't had a chance to play myself, but I've listened to plenty of podcasts that play it. And it's uh, if you, it, a suggestion for you and your group if you ever want to play something different. Uh, is I would suggest Dungeon World. Okay, yeah, I've never heard of Dungeon World, so that would definitely be something that I'd have to look up and get more information on at first, but. It sounds pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it's 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 weird. Like, I think it uses just. I guess it uses more than six sided die, but like, it's all based like, like as you as the DM as you're playing, if it's you and like three other characters and you take them to a city, you would say, "All right, we're at this city, yada yada." Uh, the big monument. Why is that important to you, your character? And like the char- so the player characters help form the story. Okay. Uh, it's just a really fascinating <laughs> thing. If um. The one the this podcast too cool for tabletop. Their first like I think ten episodes are it's various game systems, but a lot of it is a, a, a majority of them are Dungeon World. So like if you want to hear a good like play like a good podcast that plays that system, look at the early episodes of Too Cool for Tabletop. It it's uh, fascinating. Oh yeah, it definitely sounds cool. So need to look. So, uh, what, so what led you to become the DM? I guess just the most experienced one of the group. Yeah. So it was pretty, my dad, um, really, really wanted to start doing a podcast and, um, he wasn't really sure where to start. He didn't know, um, what we should have in the podcast or anything like that. We've had a couple different ideas of, um, different kinds of podcasts to do we were going to try um doing like a uh, weekly uh entertainment segment where we just spurt out anything that was fun during the week that we played or watched movies or anything like that or just a um information segment where we just kind of talk about politics and news and everything like that but we haven't really figured out um how to go about doing that yet and I know he started listening to uh, this one D and D podcast group, um, Adventure we, Zone. I think it was. Called. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one that he yeah. he recommended to me. So he started listening to them, and he knew that I was really good, um, or I've played D and D so much, and 
with the couple times that I've played with him and my uh, brother and my sister, he just liked it a lot. So we decided to start doing that. And um, I don't know, I guess because it's kind of like me and my dad's thing, I decided to kind of DM it. And I've always kind of wanted to do uh, or DM a campaign. Um, so it's helped. <laughs> And and it's it's something like I, and I don't know if it was just the way the story has gone, but like I've been I had to binge your show because uh, I I caught it you know probably I think you guys were like twelve weeks or twelve episodes out mm-hmm. when I started listening to it and I, I eventually caught up, uh, but it definitely you can sa- it sounds like and maybe I don't know if it's I don't I want to call it your your storytelling technique I guess it's just you on the mic. You like week one compared to now is like there's an not, improvement's the wrong word. Timid to willing to talk is what I'll say. Like it's, it, and I don't know if that was just how uh, like a personality thing or if that's just the way you were you were playing the game and getting used to doing it in front of a microphone. But uh, it was it was a fascinating listen binging listening into it and seeing the involvement of everyone's character or not even character just everyone's personality so i am getting a little better at it then <laughs> yes yes that's, Good. That's, yeah you're, you're de- you definitely it's it's like you've opened up more like you it started off as like quiet and timid which is if i can imagine as a um just a D player you know I, most of us aren't uh the most outgoing people yeah uh i you know usually a shy person is is someone that's going to be involved with or i guess a shy quality is that of D players um and uh and when it's you're not hosting the podcast like you're not forced to be front and center yeah uh so you've definitely worked your way to that point uh which is as a listener and and i can probably even more as like a podcaster like seeing that evolution or hearing that evolution is like neat to see i don't know if anyone else picks up on it mm-hmm. um and uh the one thing that i i that i think is and i don't listen to a lot of tabletop rpgs because i only find the ones that i really like and i stick with them um and not a lot of them do a lot of voices like especially the player characters uh the dm usually is forced to because there's so many npcs but not to the extent that you do uh and the player characters definitely not the extent to what your dad does um and which i think is fascinating my favorite is the little old uh jewish lady like that that sounds like a stell from friends um (laughs) from when you went behind the waterfall yes the uh maggie morga or morda i forget what i call there right now but yeah my uh hey you guys get back get back yep. there go back from behind the door <laughs> go bring me a pack of cigarettes yep yeah that's that was, i when... <laughs> i when i first started this i i mean my dad had talked about starting a campaign and and uh doing a podcast and I really wasn't sure where I was going to go at all. I'm still kind of creating the story as I go. Uh, I know a lot of people, especially DMs, they like to uh, have it all written out and everything like that. But I know uh, from past experience with my boyfriend and everything being in campaigns, we, when we're together, we mostly flip whatever the DM has in store for us. We, like, never were 
on track with what he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think I've just kind kind of come to the conclusion of not laying out what's going to happen. It's just kind of like I have a general line of where I want it to end, but I just everything in between is just kind of going to go how it goes. <laughs> so. Well, and, you know, I think for, like, uh, uh, games that are run as a podcast, I've noticed that trend. Now, I only maybe it's hard to tell because I the one podcast I listen to, they kind of do every now and then they do like a behind the scenes bonus episode, and they've kind of said that like they have a detailed story so far out, and then it gets to a certain point where like, well, I don't know what's gonna how the players are gonna react, so let me just have kind of a couple forks in the road that may, might happen, and then I'll deal with it when I get to that. Mm-hmm. But like we, so my group, we record, but no one but me and the DM were into the idea of doing it as a podcast. So we record our our DM session or our D and D sessions, but I've only released one episode, and because no one else is into it, it's very. Um, like the DM, he's like, before I started playing, he showed me all his notes. He's got it. <laughs> like you said, where it's all like, he's got a long story planned out, uh, to which when I started playing, I said, you know, I'm going to fuck with that. Right. Like it's not, by the way, this is a podcast. I know your podcast is family friendly. So listeners of empire uh, quest for, uh, magic and steel, you're going to, this is a family friendly, this one, <laughs> this one, this one curses a little bit. Just an FYI. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I told him, I was like, I'm going to mess with you. And, and uh, which is actually like a lot part of the plan because it's, well, it's a whole detailed thing that I don't think I can reveal yet because this will air before while we're still in our campaign. So, okay. Um, but, and other people listen to it, obviously, <laughs> the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, as the player character, that I think is. Uh, it took me years to find a group that it worked with, like where um, I could have fun with it, but it was still taken seriously, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like we tried in high school, like one of our teachers set up a and d group uh, and it didn't pan out at all. And then like one other time in our, in our late teens, early 20s, and it didn't pan out. And like finally at, in my 30s, like I think I was, I guess we started playing when I was 31. Like we finally, everyone took it serious. Well, the first, my first good experience was Party One podcast. We played a Doctor Who uh, role playing game, and it was taken seriously, but with a lot of fun. And uh, that opened me up to like, all right, well, maybe if I like improv and do role playing <laughs> instead of just sitting there saying I hit the guy with a sword, I'll have fun with it. Um, and that's what's that's where we're at now uh, in our group. Yeah. So go ahead. I was just going to kind of say, I know whenever I play D&D with my friends, uh, it's kind of basically the same. Like, we would uh, kind of be like, I'm going to do this attack. And then the DM would describe how they uh, uh, went on about killing the person or uh, doing their role. So uh, our characters never really role-played that much. Uh, We would role-play a little bit if we had to do, like, uh, or persuasion or anything like that, but it really wasn't that much role playing. Now, doing the podcast, especially like I, my sister is awesome, Shayna. She she yeah. definitely makes her character, and it just uh, <laughs> makes the the uh, group so 
it just makes it so much fun. Um, but the way she plays it, it's just, I'm so glad that she's there. So she kind of acts out the character a lot more uh, than she probably would have if we weren't doing the podcast. So it definitely has a different atmosphere when we are uh, recording the podcast than actually playing just D&D on a table yeah. out mics. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's um, which is interesting. I, it's, I guess it's all based off of... Um, personality and whatnot because the like the group that we're in that, that i'm in we finally like the they know the mic's there but no one except for maybe me is like acting up because of, of the mic um and i like they the one thing that they kind of did improv and role play but not to the extent that like the whole goal of me kind of coming in was to enforce that because i'm not a fan of when a scene's just kind of fast forward, like, Hey, we got to walk from building a to building B. Let's just go there. Yeah. Or from setting a to setting B. I like, and this is something that dungeon world kind of introduced me to. And that was like, let's role play the scene. Let's like, let's, if there's a, like, especially for my character, I joined in the middle of a campaign. So there's plenty of character building opportunities. So anytime that there's really good role playing, which you guys, I, mean, I don't know if it's how it's edited, but like, that your show is pretty tight on how like there's a lot of role playing from all angles. I obviously it's, it sounds like the, the people that aren't familiar with D and D as much, um, are in like, do the role playing a lot more, um, than, and I, I, the, Mm, I, I think it's just like a personality thing. Like my brother, he doesn't really know yeah. anything about D and D, but he's okay. pretty shy, so he doesn't really know how to play his character, and he hasn't mm-hmm. really um, done anything like that before. So he has a little difficulty with it. Now, my boyfriend's really experienced with D and D. He we've played for at least four or five years, and yeah. so he knows how to play a character, but. He's not really the type of person that likes to act out very much. He's the kind of person that just kind of explains, I'm going to roll this die. Oh, look, I got a d20. Now I'm going to mm-hmm. uh, spin around and do this and then chop this guy's head off. But he, he's not going to uh, act it out as a player. He's kind, he's gotten a little bit better with, I mean, his character in uh, Steel Empires is kind of like a one-liner kind of guy anyway. So <laughs> it works out. No, it's it's a good like the way everyone interacts with one another. It it works out. Uh, to, it totally works out. Uh, I enjoy it at the very least. Thank um, you. Yeah, my uh, my one friend Lisha too. She uh, has played D anD D just as long as we have too, mm-hmm. and she just likes like she's a really good actor too. So uh, she definitely. I'm glad that I brought her into the podcast because she helps me push the story along, especially with her experience because she has DM'd campaigns before. She, it like, um, she kind of knows when I want, uh, something to happen or when I want, uh, the other guys to be pushed into doing something else. And she kind of helps Uh, act that out. So yeah, I think every DM, needs someone like that in a group that is either inexperienced or hesitant to be like heavy in role playing or improv or whatever, when it comes to, to tabletop, um, because you know, it's, that's something that when, cause she plays the dwarf, correct? Yes. Yeah. Shinicon so it, Waldorf. when she came on board, 
you, you could definitely see like and and well i guess in hindsight now that you said that i can see that role she's playing much more clearly uh cuz that's essentially the role i play in our campaign is i'm there <laughs> to help role play um which is weird cuz i have zero experience at D&D i just like to be an ass <laughs> so, uh so when you you have DM'd, I guess, much shorter in your tabletop experience. But do you prefer, like, have you have you learned to prefer this, or do you still prefer player character? I, I guess it kind of depends on what I'm playing. I currently I'm kind of in like three other campaigns uh, that I'm just being a character in. Uh, one one of my best friends is campaigning and he, this is actually his first time DMing too. And he's made the story so good. And just uh, what he wants us to do, he does a lot of planning. So I, I kind of want to uh, talk to him about trying to plan my campaign a little bit more, but um, I love the story that he's bringing us through. So I like being the character cause I, I guess I'm the kind of person that helps the DM and kind of, like, pushes them along, or at least I try to, uh, or tries to push the other characters into doing something else. Um, but DMing, I I like it a lot. I probably just need to, uh, I guess, look into things more. Because <laughs> I'm kind of going way off uh, of just winging winging it whenever we uh, do a podcast. So I don't know if I looked into it more, it'd probably be a little better. But, you know, I don't know. That's necessarily going into I mean, the D and D rule set may not necessarily play uh, to like someone that wants to wing it or is winging it as a DM. Um, but I, you know, I think that, I mean, obviously as a DM and I've never, I, I mean, I've never DM'd. I've just talked to a lot of DMs. Uh, you know, the, the story planning is obviously a huge, important process, but I think being able to have the ability to wing it and go on the fly um, just enhances, A, your ability to tell a story, and B, it just helps the story where you're not, you know, if if Nunu is taking you off your path that you have written and you're trying to get it back to that path, you're derailing the story at that point. If you allow yourself to open it up to, okay, well, we're going to follow Nunu down this path. Then, uh, you know, and you kind of improv your story, which it sounds like that's what you're doing. So I don't think that's a bad thing to do. I think that's an aspect you should, while you, I guess, uh, prep more, I think you should also kind of keep that, uh, that tool at your side, the improv. Yeah, and I personally, like, with my experience, just uh, in high school, I used to do, like, musicals and acting and everything, so I like improving, and uh, I don't know, I kind of enjoy uh, the story that I'm going off of and kind of throwing things in here and there, and when I don't want them to do something, I have that NPC, Steli, uh, and I just kind of have her do something and make force them to do whatever I need them to do pretty much. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know what? And I'm sure that there's plenty, like, again, in hindsight, now that you've pulled back the curtain, I could probably go back and listen and find those moments <laughs> because I never, I would never have noticed, like guessed that, but there's totally like, 
Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So, cause I was, that, that is another thing that I think is, is more unique to the podcast that you guys do is there's not, or, or, or maybe even D and D in general. I like, I've never in the three sessions that we've been playing with the campaign that I'm in now uh, and all the podcasts that I listen to, there's never been an NPC character that's been with the party as long as Steli's been around. Yeah. It kind of helps me kind of put myself into the campaign as well. Uh, Cause I, oh, I like yeah, acting. A good idea. Too, so uh, my friend actually did that for one of our campaigns. It was just uh, me and my boyfriend. So it was a tougher campaign. So he actually um, made an NPC that kind of followed us around and helped us out a lot. So it was something that I kind of spun off of that. Uh, but I, I really like Stelly a lot. So I think I'm going to keep her around. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a good way because, I mean, DMing, I, and I guess it depends on again the person and the personality like my my buddy who dms ours he really enjoys like he's he writes books and stuff so he's like a storyteller uh at at heart um and uh he you know so i don't he doesn't have like an npc plus there's like a group of six or seven of us or whatever so that's you don't need another person in that but um yeah, and I don't, I don't like, I honestly think you're the first DM I've listened to and talked to that has like a, like NPC there at all times that, that they play. But that's a fascinating, I think that's what I would want to do because I, I would get bored, I think, <laughs> just telling a story. Um, you know, which I mean, I, which is odd because I do fancy myself a storyteller because I don't, I write, but I don't, I'm, I don't think I'm good at it. I think I'm just good at getting from point A to B. Um, so I don't know, I, but I, I like it. I, I think it's a good way to get yourself involved, especially with, I mean, I guess with you, with your, even with your NPC, you guys are still sitting at what, five or six party members? Uh, one, two, three, four, there's five and then my NPC would make it six. Um, yeah. but like, I, and also too, because my dad doesn't really have too much experience and my sister and my brother, it helps, um, because I have the NPC, it helps me be able to push them along when, um, my friend Lisha doesn't push them. So yes. it, it definitely helps me, um, kind of, uh, shape my story. Mm. So let's, let's, what's your, what's your process? I, you know, you, you already mentioned that you kind of don't plan too much, but what was the your process like starting uh, out as a DM and prepping your story and like how much work throughout the – well, let me ask you this first. How do you guys – because I, I did not ask your dad this. How do you guys record? Do you actually record like a session every week or do you sit down and record X amount of hours and then break it up? We actually meet every week. We set aside Sundays to uh, it's kind of like our recording day. So there okay. was a couple Sundays that we weren't able to get together. So we would get together the following Sunday and we would record longer sessions. Um, but in my parents' house, we actually uh, cut off part of our base. Well, not cut off, but my dad has a sound room. Uh, so we had like mm-hmm. a bunch of foam and stuff in one room. So it's soundproof. Um, but we actually use some sound blankets and we have two couches and a big dining room table and a couple chairs around. And we just put uh, mics on the tables and uh, on stands. So we have a mixer and a bunch of mics and we just have sound blankets that we kind of put up when we're in that middle space uh, and we just record there. So we do that every Sunday. Uh, I don't think we've ever we've never recorded 
other than Sunday. Sunday's pretty much my dad's free time day because he yeah. works a lot, and I also work a lot too. Um, so, yeah, that's that's how we do the Sunday thing. But has how I was like kind of creating the campaign. Were you going to ask that? I know. You well, yeah, and and I guess to go along with so because the way I like. I I've known other like this the way we record and the way we play and the way that I at least the one other podcast that I listen to like they tend to record four hours at a time we record for about four hours at a time and, and we have like a four hour five hour game session and then we meet up like you know we don't meet every week we meet every other month or whatever and and um, I don't know what, what the frequency of the other podcast but they don't do it every week so I I feel like the prep has got to be a lot different since you're basically prepping. <laughs> You know, about an I'm assuming about an hour <laughs> yeah, it, or so a, a week versus, you know, one four hour session every month. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a little difficult, but I think the reason we do it that way is because we're family. We're like mm. always kind of near each other anyway. Um, I mean, it's a little bit more difficult to get my uh, one friend to join along. So I have to kind of go off of her schedule. Uh, but for the most part, we kind of try to set that one time. But we've always just done one hour. I know normally when I would do a and d session, we would uh, just play for four, six hours at a time. Uh, so yeah. I don't I don't know. We just started doing the podcast and we only really record for one hour. And that's just the session. Um, I think it helps because it kind of takes down the editing that my dad has to do because he mostly does the editing. Every once in a while, my brother might help him with it. Um, but with just that one hour podcast, he doesn't have to break it up into points. Um, uh, so it makes no, it. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah. That's why we've only released one episode in the last six months because I'm sitting on the other seven that I have to edit. <laughs> um, it's so, so how do you like what's your typical? Okay, let me prep the week. For the let me prep the session this week, or do you have that all? Do you have like that all prepped already I, from the beginning? I don't really. I my prepping normally happens after we do a recording. Uh, so after we do a recording, I kind of think of where I want it to go for next week, and then that's pretty much all I think about. And then uh, about half an hour before we sit down and press record. I listened to the last few minutes of the uh, previous podcast and kind of refresh my memory on where I want everyone to go. And I just kind of make it happen, I guess. So it's, it's, it sounds like you got, I, and again, this is coming from someone who hasn't DM. It sounds like you got it kind of easy because you kind of improv it more than anything as far as, like, you don't have a lot of prepared. Because you don't know where they're gonna t- like where where everyone's gonna take you. Definitely, and I hope yeah. I am not offending any DMs because I just I understand how much prep comes into making their own mm. campaign. And everything this first started out as pretty much like a random dungeon almost. Um, mm-hmm. I've done uh, this many of times with my friends. We would just kind of randomly roll characters, and uh, whoever was DMing would just kind of go off of whatever random uh thing that they found online or something Um, but yeah i i pretty much just kind of i think the first session we had like 
we had talked about it, but then we came to the recording day and about 20 minutes before we started recording, I was looking through my phone and looking through my computer to see where I kind of wanted the story to go or how I wanted to start it. And I just, I don't, I don't remember what I was looking up, but I think it was something random. I just typed in, um, I guess some random starter adventure and I kind of got, um, some basis of what you, I guess, um, what you could start the story off with. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, kind yeah. of where I, I started. And then I just kind of played along with that. And every time I, uh, do one of the recordings, I start to think of, oh, that was pretty cool that I added that there. Then maybe I'll just have this at the end. That'll work. That like makes, it kind of ties everything together. So as everything's being said and done, I'm kind of uh, writing down notes for how I want it to end. So. so to expand upon that, do you have like, and I feel like most DMs do this, but they also do a lot more. Well, I don't. Maybe you do do more other other than just what you've described already. But um, they have like the whole world, their whole homebrew world built. Uh, you know, extensively. Uh, so is there more to the world that you kind of have? Maybe it's not written down, but that you just kind of are randomly having mental notes or you're writing down or whatever about like the whole uh, backstory to the world that these characters are in. Yes. And I'm kind of, um, I guess I have, I don't know if you've probably seen the picture, but I did post a, uh, a map of kind of the world that all of the characters came from. It was the same world, but it's not the world that they're in during the podcast. Uh, they're actually in a, kind of a different dimension and they're trying to get out of it um but the world that they originally came from i made a map and i drew it myself and kind of created uh things on it and just where i wanted everything but i want to in the future uh go off of that and make um more history towards it i kind of have ideas but uh i haven't sat down yet and uh thought about what I actually wanted um, to be here or what I wanted uh, the history to be like. So I do look forward to um, ending this campaign and then starting a new one with the same kind of world. Uh, yeah. So I guess the world that I have right now is my basis, and I'm probably going to go off that for the next however many years we continue to do this podcast. So it's kind of cool to look forward to. Um, I just have to kind of prep it up and, and add things as I go on pretty much. Well, I, and as so, so my buddy who DMs and, and writes his own book series, like I'm heavily involved in like the, the book side of things and um, have like, you know, I, he writes much quicker than I do, but like I have a list of things and some stuff written down for when I eventually release something for that series. But I help like the the world building aspect of whatever it is, you know, D and D or or novel or whatever. I feel like like even if it's you're, you're not actually releasing anything to the public, that's the most fun part of being some sort of storyteller or creator or or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's not really a question. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of a statement. Uh, yeah, I like uh, 
having my creation because it's kind of my own creation, uh, the world that I created and also this kind of um, different dimension. Uh, but just the characters that I have uh, have as NPCs and everything, they, they definitely have a part uh, to play in the history that has happened um, before in the world that I'm creating. So uh, I haven't really sat down and wrote anything down yet, though. It's all just in my head right now. So I'm not really a writer. I might have to find someone to actually write it down for me. Though. <laughs> so. Well, and, and uh, I'll have to find the link for for you uh, and send it to you but there's these this really great online tool that basically is for people that do homebrew campaigns and that creates their own worlds and stuff and it's just kind of a fancy way to write everything down um where like it's it's it uh, basically mimics like a player handbook as far as like the what the paper looks like and you can if you find the how to style it uh, it's got its own like unique styling code, but you can style it. So it looks kind of like the pages within a player handbook, um, uh, which I'll, you know, I haven't really used cause I, I'm not a DM, but, um, I know a couple DMS that use it and it's, uh, you know, it's just, I, 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 there's no real benefit to it except that it's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll have to send that to you. Maybe it will make you want to write it down or at least type it down. <laughs> Uh, that's something I've learned as, um, I used to be in every aspect of, of entertainment or whatever. I, I used to be a very diehard, like quote unquote old school fan, meaning like if I'm going to write, I'm not going to type on a computer. I'm going to write in a notebook and then I'll type it into a computer. <laughs> if I'm going to read a book, I'm going to read a book. I'm not going to read an ebook. If I'm going to, if I'm going to read a comic book, I'm going to, I want to feel the, the pages. I want to look at the pictures. I'm not going to read an e-comic book. Uh, I want to buy a movie. I'm not going to download it. Uh-huh. I'm going to buy music. I'm not going to download it. And, and I've since like, like I don't write it. I don't physically <laughs> write anymore. It's because it is it's someone that like when, and, and I guess you might know this at 22, but especially at 32, when you are working a full-time job and have a family and you're doing podcasting and you're doing whatever it is beyond the writing, I don't have time to sit there and write and then go back to it later and figure out what I wrote down because I don't, I can't read it oh, yeah. and then type it out again. So yeah, I, I, the, the typing directly into like a computer and I can do that when I'm at work. Well, yeah, no one, I know at work <laughs> listens to this. I can do that when I'm at work or even if I'm on my lunch break, like I can just, I can sit there at my lunch break or I can take a five minute break instead of going, cause I don't smoke anymore. So like everyone else goes out to smoke. I can take five minutes and, and sit there and write. Uh, for like a quick little break and, and it helps like distract my mind from everything else that's going on. Um, so yeah, I, I think typing down things helps has, has been a help for at least me as a storyteller. Um, but let's, um, okay. So I want to wrap up in a couple of minutes cause, uh, I, it's one of the rare times I'm getting sleepy and I have to, uh, I'm going camping this weekend. So oh, well, have fun. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about the Philadelphia podcast festival a little bit. Um, we are in Philly podcast month, Philly podcast fest month. Uh, and you guys are going to be performing your show live. Yes. Uh, Um, so, so whose idea was this? I don't think I got into this with your dad. Whose idea 
was to like take it to the Philly Podcast Fest. Well, my dad's been looking into things and uh, talking to a lot of people on Twitter or just anything in general. So he basically found it and kind of wanted to go into it. I think he started talking to one of the people uh, that kind of hosts the Philly Podcast and or Podcast, and um, he came up to me one day and was like, "So, what do you think about uh, recording live at?" the pod fest and i just thought it was pretty cool he actually wanted to cosplay our uh, characters (laughs) but i don't know if we'll be able to do that but we might do little things here and there um that'll be cool to visually see Mm -hmm. um but we're not really gonna continue on with our story we actually want to uh during the uh festival interact with a lot of the uh people that are going to be there so um i i don't want to get obviously yeah i don't want to give too much away um but our characters are going to all be there and they're going to uh, meet up with some random people that we're going to actually generate. And the people in the crowd are going to be able to uh, randomly pick one of the uh, randomly generated characters that we have and either fight or interact with one of our other characters. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a neat way to get the crowd involved. Uh, and it's fun. I, I, it would be great if you guys could cosplay because uh, like that's a very showy thing to do. And yeah. I've been talking to other Philly podcast pe- uh, podcast people um, who are going to be at the place. And I, so my show is going to be at Tattooed Moms on Sunday. Um, and I've re- I just was I was in the city on Monday to to guest on another podcast and and also to look at Tattooed Moms. Cause I was like, well, I've never been here. Let me see what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> And, uh, like, so instantly, as soon as I walked in, I was like, all right, well, that idea is not going to work. And because I come from a world of, like, I used to wrestle, like, WWE style wrestling. And so I'm a very, like, if I'm going to put on a show, I'm, I'm going to put on a show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, this is, like, it, <laughs> I, maybe podcasts, live podcasts aren't supposed to be the, the venue to do this in. But I like I'm still moving forward with some of the ideas that I have, and I've also thought of like other live shows that I want to do and different ideas. But um, yeah, I think like doing for me like listening to a like I've listened to a couple live podcasts, and unless they're like a big name, uh, in the in the podcasting world, they can kind of just from a listener standpoint, it sounds like I'm listening to the same thing. So being in the crowd. What's what's my hook for being in the crowd? Yeah. So doing stuff where you're a interacting with the crowd, or if you're doing something to like really kind of pump the crowd up, or doing something visual, even though it's an audio yeah. medium, um, I you know I think you can try. You have to play to both worlds, and uh, it's yeah. It, but if you're including the the the, the people into the game, that's a great way to to uh, pump up the audience. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people don't um, play D&D and everything, but we still want to kind of get them uh, into the game a little bit. So it'll be a little, uh, it'll be kind of dumbed down, so it's a lot easier. Uh, not like a whole big character sheet or anything like that, and um, but it'll be nice and easy and simple. I, I still haven't figured out the uh, little uh, stuff here and there with what <laughs> we're going to do, but... Uh, I have a general idea of how it's going to work. Uh, the hardest thing, I think, is going to be... Because uh, I think we have to bring our own recording stuff. 
Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, at the comic store? Yeah, oh. at least that's what my dad has kind of said. He, I think he has to look more into it, but... Yeah, you should look more into that, because yeah. I, I know at Tattoo Moms we don't have to, and maybe I'll cut this stuff out, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely have him check on that, because um, you have him email the guy, Nate or Tegan, okay. I think that's her name, and because um, that... I mean, it only sounds strange because I don't have to do it. Yeah. Well, I know my dad is really, 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 really picky on recording. Uh, <laughs> I okay. don't know well, that... if he's talked to you about it before or. Yeah, no, I think we I think that came up. I, I think that did come up. Um, and, and that might like he may have asked if he can bring his own stuff. And they probably said yes. Yeah. Um, because I've asked minor questions and they, they've the, the Nate and oh, God, I would have. I'm really sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, but I think it's Tegan. I have I should just open up my email and look. But um the yeah, they run they run the podcast fest and, and I mean as long as I've been doing podcasts, um which is nine years is what I factored it out to be. It's it's been nine years since I started. Oh, awesome. Uh yeah, uh, right I got in right as it got uh, you know, became a thing. Yeah. Um, and just varying degrees of success. Obviously, I'm not on show 900, so, uh, but this, the, the interview, and I don't really like to call it an interview show because it's more of a conversation, but this type of show has like instantly become like my favorite thing to do because A, I don't have to rely on someone to like schedule, like to meet for a co host. I can just kind of rely on my own schedule and my guest schedule, and I can rearrange, rearrange guests if I need to. So this works out really nice. To where, um, you know, this show, like, I, uh, there's no one I have to rely on, basically. So I finally, after nine years, I finally found the show that I like <laughs> to do. Uh, but I've never done, I've never been part of the podcast fest before. Like, uh, you know, they've, uh, this is their fourth year, I believe. And like, uh, I just never, like the first year that it happened, I was like, how am I not part of this? <laughs> and so I'm really excited for it. Like, I, I can't wait to be part of it this year. Um, it's going to be really exciting. I'm planning on being at, uh, the comic shop on Saturday. Uh, you give, do you know the date and time? Uh, we're going to be there. I'm pretty sure our time is four o'clock on Saturday. Yes. So yes. The 20th. Uh, August 20th, 4 PM. Is what we're showing. Yes. Uh, at the, uh, what's the comic store? Amalgam. Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Okay. Uh, on, I think it's, I think it's on Frankfurt. I'm not sure the address. If you go to phillypodfest.com, you'll see it. Uh, you'll see the schedule, the full schedule. Um, that's day two of the Philly Podfest. Uh, and there's, uh, there's going to be shows, I think, at both locations that day. Uh, I'm bringing my son with me uh, on Saturday, so I'll be at the comic book store for a little bit um, to check out your live show. I'm excited to see what you guys have to do. Uh, and then um, make sure you come check out me live at uh, Everything is Awesome on August 21st at 2 p.m. as part of the Philly Podfest uh, for a little shameless self-promotion. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so, so are you... Uh, I guess it all depends on how this goes, but are you looking forward to maybe doing more, li- more and more live events? Yeah, like- definitely. I, I, I have to kind of uh, work my way into uh, interacting a little bit more, but I love meeting people generally. And my dad's a really uh, big kind of, he, he likes to, I don't know. Uh, He's a people person. 
Yeah, generally speaking. <laughs> so, yeah, he likes to tell people about things that he, he does. So I, from just starting the podcast maybe, what, a couple months ago, I love telling people about it. Um, yeah. So I can't wait to do the live show and uh, interact with more people. Well, and to be fair, when you're in your 20s, you love to tell everybody about everything you do. <laughs> when I wrestled in my 20s, I told everyone about it. I hung flyers up at work. Now at 32, I'm like, eh, do I want my work people to know that I'm going to do something pretty silly and stupid? I'm telling my old coworkers from from last year, but <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not letting my coworkers know, hey, come watch me be an asshole. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but it, it, that it, it is, it is an exciting, um, I, this is kind of like how I envision my show. Like, this is what I've always wanted to do like kind of a live in, uh, performance slash improv. So like, I'm really, it's, it's, I think it's be a good time all around. Like the schedule there's, I, it was, I can't believe we have this many talented shows in Philadelphia, um, there's like, I think over 30 podcasts going to be there between the two weekends. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Like, st- uh, the, the, the two that stand out is, oh, you know, I don't think Stark Raven Mad's going to be there this year. Uh, but they're kind of like a big deal in the, for a Game of Thrones podcast. And the other one that, that I think is going to be there again this year. And I could, I have the internet in front of me. I'm not using it, but, uh, is, uh, I haven't listened to them yet, but, um, Overdue, which is like a book podcast, uh, they talk about, to the best of my knowledge, like just cla- like books that you should be reading, okay. and they stick out. Like the reason, like I think it's really cool that they're there is they're part of this podcast network called Headgum, which was founded by, and I don't know if you know, you may know Jake and Amir from College Humor. I do not know. Okay, so wow. Oh wait, wait, wait! wait. That... No, no, no! I do. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, Jake and Amir from College Humor. They they left College Humor and they yeah. started like their own thing and one of the things that they're doing is a podcast and then they eventually form their own podcast network and like they're i wouldn't say they're necessarily a podcast that i like i admire because they don't do the same podcast but they're definitely like entertainers i admire like for i'm still trying to develop a web series that's kind of pays homage to what they did on college humor mm-hmm. and um like to, so i'm like oh my god there's a philadelphia podcast that's part of their podcast network that's amazing um, and that's just me. Like I, I fan out over little podcast things like that, but I'm a podcaster at heart. Yeah. Anyway, I definitely can't wait, uh, for that weekend to come. I can't wait for yeah. a bunch of, uh, different podcasters and, uh, even just recording our live show. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's going to be a cool experience, and it looks like there's like a you know there's a lot of returning shows, and there's a lot of, there's also a lot of new shows, um, and it's cool that it's kind of growing. I'm I'm hoping that this like kind of for for me for us, uh, everything is awesome. It turns into like all right, well now I'm going to start doing my show live. I'd love to do it six times a year, like an mm-hmm. average of every other month. Like it would just be, um. It would be a lot of fun, but it's the storyteller slash the showman in me that like I just want to get on stage and do wacky crap, <laughs> uh, which what I imagine would be like the same for I mean at least it sounds like you and your dad that kind of love to um, do this kind of stuff, yeah, definitely, and, and go live. So and maybe even your younger sister. Oh she, yeah, yeah, she's really good. <laughs> yeah, 
so shit and and on a final note because i and because uh, i made mention of this in in uh, the episode with your dad i really love the way that character she plays rashandala <laughs> is treated like i i love that it's that it's not poking fun at someone with special needs it's kind of like because that's what she ha- that's what she is right uh, pretty much yeah yeah and i love that it's just i don't know it's 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 not making fun of it's kind of embracing i think is 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 how i view it when i listen to it yeah uh, it's so I th- it's just definitely it's how she made her character and i think uh she went into way more detail with our character uh episode where they kind of explain their background and everything but she used to be like a normal person and then she had this uh trauma that happened to her and she lost her memory so she kind of uh it just kind of happened to her and that's just how she is now so yeah i i and i like i said i I just it's something that um could have been handled really really bad and it's not like it's handled really really well uh so i that's props to everyone involved in 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 that process of bringing the character to life and and um the other characters kind of embracing it uh and not judging or making fun <laughs> yeah. of necessarily that or at least not for that reason no, yeah yeah definitely yeah. so um i just it was just something that like as listening to the episodes gone on and on it just it stuck out uh, <laughs> as something like kind of really cool and like uh like it's funny and serious at the same time i guess i don't know yeah. i'm rambling now <laughs> anyway uh thank you for being on the show thank you for letting me be here it's awesome yes. yes uh well that is the point of the show it's in the title <laughs> Um, so, uh, if you want to, before we let you go, throw out any plugs besides, you know, what, what we've already talked about, throw them out. Uh, no, just come and listen to Steel Empire if you haven't. And, uh, we'll see you guys at the Philly Podfest. Yes. In a couple of weeks, uh, for everything is awesome. Well, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do a little, this is where I can tell you don't know how to podcasting real well yet make sure you follow them on twitter at steel empire wait i i get the two confused at right empire steel at, at empire steel uh on twitter it's at empire steel uh and follow them on twitter we have a facebook page too it's uh if you search steel empire or steel pods it comes up and uh you can email us as well at pods p-o-d-s at steel empire s-t-e-e-l-e for entertainment empire.com <laughs> do you like that my dad what? does that all the time <laughs> when the first week that he did that i just i was like oh man I, <laughs> like come on. i was like it's, i i was like not in a bad like no, not in a bad yeah. way just kind of like that's so cheesy it's it, great it's, like i love it it's the only reason we're doing that is because it's weird that steel is spelled with an e at the end uh, <laughs> that's just how uh because it's actually um a name that we have in our family and it's s-t-e-e-l-e so that's just how yeah. it's spelled but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. just all of it together because there's two e's and then two oh, e's yeah, 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 next yeah, to yeah, yeah. uh steel and then empire so yeah. we just kind of put that in there just to help other people to yeah. kind of add that in so uh, but i, I did like the first time he said on the podcast like it was like oh man like not like it was just like oh i'm almost embarrassed <laughs> but it's so cheesy like, it's one of those things where, I, I mean, it's, yeah, just so cheesy. I love it. <laughs> um, and I and I forget the first, there was one, like, the first episode that I don't know if it was you or your sister or somebody else. Like, they were, they said it, for, like, they said it instead of him. Yeah, I think it was my sister. Uh, 
And I was like, oh my god, like you could, I, it sounds like she's making fun of him. <laughs> uh, it was good, though. I like it. I like it. Um, and then, uh, what, uh, what's the website they can find the show at? Uh, you can find it at Magic, uh, or a Quest for Magic and Steel, or magicandsteel.com, I think. Or, um, yeah, it's magicandsteel.com. Yeah, or you can look up steelempire.com. Uh, we have all of our links there as well. And then uh, while you're uh, going on iTunes to subscribe to the show, uh, you probably should leave a five-star review. Yeah. Um, and the way I go about it, and maybe the, I'll speak for my show, because after you're done subscribing and reviewing their show, you can go to iTunes, look for Everything is Awesome, uh, subscribe, rate the show. For me, always five-star five reviews. That's you, know, you have to do that. You can hate the show, as far as I'm concerned. You can tell me I'm a dick. You can... Just blast the show, put it on blast, uh, and I'll read it on air. Just give it a five star review. That's all I'm asking. Um, and uh, you know, uh, and another way to support this show, uh, everything is awesome. While I'm throwing out self plugs, is uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/awesomepodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/slash/awesomepodcast. Uh, if you want to, you know, it's just another way to support the show. We just launched it, so check that out. Um, again, Amara. Did I say that right? Amara. Damn it. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll, I'll not get it right. No, probably the day. Right. The, nobody the day, nobody but... gets it right. So it's fine. <laughs> it took me seven times to say the comic book store <laughs> name. Correct. So I'm terrible at names. Anyway, uh, again, thank you for being on the show. Uh, make sure you check out her podcast, a quest for magic and steel. Uh, on iTunes and all the interwebs and whatnot, wherever you uh, will listen to podcasts. For everything is awesome, I'm your host, Kev, and we'll catch you next time right here, only on awesomepodcast.com. <laughs>